Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. My name is Reshma Jagsi, and I am the Newman Family Professor of Radiation Oncology and Director of the Center for Bioethics and Social Sciences in Medicine at the University of Michigan. Like many physicians in academic medicine, when the pandemic broke out, I experienced a total transformation of my work. So I usually spend about three half days seeing patients. And after the outbreak, most of my routine visits were converted to virtual encounters like telephone or video visits. And I became part of a team-based system that provided in-hospital coverage because, of course, we were still treating patients with cancer who needed daily radiation therapy, especially for certain types of cancer where medications alone wouldn't be sufficient and surgeons weren't able to operate because the restrictions that needed to be in place. And like most faculty members, I also saw a transformation of my educational and research activities as well. Everything became virtual almost overnight, and we were trying our best to maintain our scholarship and our teaching in this new environment. And then as an administrator and director of our Center for Bioethics and deputy chair of my own department, I also saw a transformation of those roles, given the urgent needs for policy and communication and engagement of staff and colleagues in the rapidly changing fluid environment. So we knew that the pandemic was resulting in school closures and distancing requirements that had disrupted both work and family life for many. And there were concerns that these disruptions might not have influenced men and women researchers equally. Many medical journals were publishing papers on the pandemic, which were pretty clearly generated by researchers who were going to be facing the challenges of these disruptions. So we decided as an early indicator of the potential gender impact to compare the gender distribution of authors on medical papers, uh, ended up being 1,893 medical papers that were related to the pandemic with that on papers published in the same journals in 2019 for papers that had first authors and last authors from the United States. And we estimated that the proportion of COVID-19 related papers that had a woman as the first author was 19% lower than that for papers published in the same journals in 2019. And women's representation as first authors of COVID-19 research was particularly low for the papers that were published in March and April of 2020. So right after those social distancing requirements went into place, suggesting that the research productivity of women, especially early career women, has been affected more than the research productivity of men in this environment. So multiple studies have suggested that women, although constituting over half of medical school matriculants these days, are still only a small minority of authors of papers in major medical journals. And this is important because this is the way that the scientific community communicates with one another and sets priorities for the field. And it is also a very important metric for career advancement, right? Publication productivity. And so the finding of our study here is that the representation of women since the outbreak of the pandemic has been even lower than in the prior year in those same journals. So it's amplifying an already existing challenge. Some of it relates to the gender division of domestic labor in our society, where women still bear the greater burden of domestic responsibilities. I led a previous survey study of really high-achieving physician scientists, where we found that when we asked about what they did when usual childcare arrangements fell through, this was 
not anticipating COVID by any means, um, but it was just asking, you know, if there's a snow day or your nanny's sick or your kid's too sick to go to daycare, what do you do? And the answer choices were, I deal with it myself, my spouse or partner deals with it, we have other people we turn to. 43% of the women in this high achieving physician scientist sample told us they deal with it themselves. Only 12% of the men said that. But this isn't only about domestic responsibilities. The demands that are associated with the rapid transformation of clinical care delivery and education in the virtual environment required by COVID, as I mentioned before, has also likely had a disproportionate impact on women in academic medicine because we know that women are more likely to be in clinician educator roles than men. So I think it's those things coming together. I really find this worrisome. I mean, half of our medical students are women. Half of our population is women. We need to address the ways that this pandemic may be amplifying gender inequity in our field, or we're not going to make the most of the talent pool, and we will lose the documented benefits of diversity in helping us to achieve our worthy mission of improving human health through clinical care, scholarly discovery, and education. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.